it's Billy Gowers from the Western Bulldogs. Louisa Cheatley from Seven News. Mitch Cleary from AFL Nation. Cal Toomey from AFL.com.au. Tim Mitchell from the Herald Sun Super Footy team. Warney from the AFL Traders. Millie Dotton from Gogglebox. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to Four Quarter Time Podcast. Welcome to Ep 14 of Four Quarter Time. What an ep we have in store for you this evening. It's a three-man team. We've got another debutante on the podcast, a new voice on the airwaves for our listeners. We'll introduce him to you very shortly. It's been an unforgettable 24 hours of sport. We'll dissect that in World of Sport. Disgruntled AJ is back, of course. We can't forget Chit Chat as well. We'll have some footy chat. Jack will be there for Nuffy of the Week. Convince me why returns this week, but it's gone on a hiatus, but it's finally back. Round 18 crystal balls to finish as well. Plenty. It's Ep14. We're in for the long haul. How are you going? I'm going very well. Thanks for that introduction, AJ. I'm a little bit thrown because I'm not sure if you noticed this, but when you just introduced this show only near moments ago, you said welcome. There was no hello and welcome. So that's I reckon that's the first time we've ever done that. I think so. I was listening to 7.30 tonight on the ABC. And Lee, <laughs> Lee Sa- Sales. Lee oh, Sales. Best gone, in the business. It's gone hello and welcome and I thought, I can't do that now. <laughs> You're not good enough. No. Lee Sales is the pinnacle. You can't copy her. Yeah. No, fair enough. So for our listeners out there, we've had quite a few debutants over the last few weeks with Dan Speak. Dan cannot do Melbourne Winters Speak. He's gone to Europe uh, for the third year running and Lockie's actually in Noosa at the moment. So to fill his shoes, we did open the application window a couple of, a month ago, wouldn't you say, Planny? About a month ago? Yeah, it was a while ago now, yeah. But this panelist that's about to join us didn't actually submit an application, funnily didn't, enough. Didn't apply. I know it's, it's slightly controversial, this one. But it, he was backed by popular demand. <laughs> yes, he was a big fan of the four of us. So without further ado, Chaz Roberts, welcome to you. Jack, AJ, very happy to be here, boys. It's good to see Chaz. Now, as we just as we just mentioned, no application from you, yet you're here. Thoughts on that whole on this whole phenomenon? All right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> look, there there are a few. Uh, you wonder, where have I gone wrong in life? <laughs> yeah. No, there are a few demons out of the gate, um, but we've uh, we've sort of fumbled our way to be here. I think uh, Piercy put in a cheeky kind word for me, and uh, ah. might have got in the Johnsonator's ear and. Uh, pushed a few buttons and uh yeah here i am so pc were the powers that be that said if there's only one man who can fill my spot today tonight it's Chaz roberts so but why didn't you apply Chaz? yeah because we know you're a big listener you've listened to every single episode and you love it from all reports but no yet you've gone no no i don't want to apply no nah, i think i just wanted to feel uh wanted a little bit <laughs> <laughs> now, you wanted us to come to you he yeah, yeah this day would come eventually <laughs> Um, no, there are there are a few demons in front of the microphone, but uh, a few demons. We've um, we've scrounged our way here, and uh, we'll see how we go. Well, it's Did- the power of editing. If you can't, if you're not good at public speaking, everyone. Mm. If you, public speaking is one of those things where it's live; people can see stuff up. But the podcast, the beauty of the podcast, oh. editing is a powerful tool. You can get away with almost anything, AJ. Exactly right. So. You're not, a, you're not a fan of the mic, as you just mentioned. So, are you just hating the fact that you're here right now on this point? You're here against your will? <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I wasn't sure if I was excited or petrified, to be, to be perfectly honest. Um, there, there were a few uh, tactical 
beers potentially on the card. But, uh, <laughs> but they, they've not been actioned, so we've, um, uh, we're, we're going all right at this point. Well, uh, don't worry, we have emergency beers downstairs in case you're, you're feeling the pins. Break glass in case of uh, case of public speaking emergency, so we can get them out later on if you want, Chaz. All right, sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> As with every panelist that we get onto the pod, we always get them to wear their colours upon arrival. So, Chaz, who are you decked out in today? I am a huge Lions man, uh, back from the Fitzroy Boy days, um, with uh, what I'd like to call an exceptional collection of uh, vintage badges, um, headlined by bushy Robert Copeland. Um, <laughs> this is you don't see enough badges these days, I reckon, on scarves. This is great from you, yeah, Chaz. Yeah, it was a. Uh, we added to the collection at the Gabba uh, against the D's a couple of weeks ago. Needed a little <laughs> update, so uh, really, yeah, had the uh, luggage and Zorks straight oh, in. Yeah. So um, the luggage yeah. or the baggage, I call it the baggage. <laughs> one one bigger than the package. Yeah. <laughs> so how many badges have you got on that scarf? There's um, quite a few. Yeah, we've. Um, We've, we've almost got a best 22 going on. Yeah, wow. Um, it's by, by position. There's double figures. Yeah, it, 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 it actually, it's, like, yeah, it's like a 22 list, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm lacking, rattling. lacking a few defenders. Um, don't really like back pockets, so they don't get much of a shout. <laughs> um, you just insulted me, James. <laughs> yes. A lot of Ruffman. Yeah, 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 uh, Jamie Charman's a big man. He's a good man too. Sort of like the Irene Chatfield. Have you seen her scarf? The, the Western oh, Bulldogs. Yes. The one, um, is it the one who did the toss on the weekend? The one who did the toss. Her, she, her scarf is full of badges. It's great to see. That's enough for you coming out, and particularly you, but also me, knowing the acknowledging the Bulldogs <laughs> coin, tosser. coin tosser by name. Wow. Yeah, but Irene, she's she's a she's a cult hero at the Dogs. Sixty year member. Yeah, <laughs> give her a shout out. Fan of the podcast. <laughs> we should get her on. Really, the front bar got her on. So why can't we get her on? <laughs> <laughs> Lions is his team. He's got about twenty badges on his scarf. But Chaz, who are a couple of your favourite players of all time? Favorite players of all time. Number one will go with Source Merritt. Um, wow, that's good. That's a good pick. Really iconic Golden Fist type player. <laughs> um, number two, maybe we'll go with Aka. We'll go with Aka. Wow, um, there you go. Aka, there's a, a lot of me time about him. If anyone saw any of him on the front bar, it was yes. a lot of personal statistics. Oh yeah, any interview he gives, he's, he's always just me focused. Mm. He's been nuffied on this podcast. He has been you? nuffied on this podcast. I do see he's close. He's, he's close to my heart as well because he's an ex Lions and an ex Doggy. Yeah. So good pick. Yeah, not many, not many of those. Justin Sherman being That's true, another, actually. another namely player. <laughs> there aren't many, are there? Justin Sherman. Wow, <laughs> what a throwback. Playing footy as well at the moment, Chaz. Yeah, running around at Old, Old Trinity. Old Trinity, and I hear sources say that your nickname is Stick at the club. <laughs> Can you give us a bit of insight into why that is? Um, look, I am built a bit like a goalpost. So, <laughs> very tall, very lean. We're about a 285 kilo sort of uh, specimen. So, Tim English, if I could just try and listeners out there who are trying to like put a, a body to a, to, a, to a voice a bit of Tim English about you um, just statue wise yeah. nice and like a great up and coming Ruckman <laughs> <laughs> oh. and Lockie did mention a couple of weeks ago yeah Chaz and our last panellist Jack Winter did have big shoes so just for <laughs> anyone out there wondering probably just Lockie Pierce really but what size shoe are you? <laughs> this is the important question. Lockie needs to know this for some reason. All right. Uh, well, well, Lockie, uh, I'm a size 14. Just to check wow. that one in there. Size 14. Do you struggle? Because I'm a size... 
I'm either a size 11 and a half or 12 myself, depending on what the shoe is. Mm-hmm. And I myself, I struggle to find sometimes when I to find shoes at the store in my size. I can only imagine. If you, do you find it hard going to shoe shops and trying to find shoes that are actually in your size <laughs> that are in stock? Um, I'm a bit too committed to the uh, aesthetic grind a little bit. I, I wear them undersized if they uh, require. Really? Wow. So I'll, I've, I've got so pairs you'll... from 12 to 15s that I wear. <laughs> so you'll squeeze your foot in yes. just to make sure. There, there's been a few blisters and a few, yeah. <laughs> few blood toes along the way, but we got that. This is a fantastic segue because also because <laughs> I've also, normally these segues aren't so naturally occurring. No, it's just unbelievable. I can't believe it. It's just the stars have aligned. Chaz, apparently you're a bit of a sneakerhead. Yes, yes, oh, that, that would be true. Um, yeah, might own a, a pair or two. Um, how, how many pairs are we talking? <laughs> um, last count would be about fifty-four. Oh, that can't. That's surely a joke. No, that's that's meme level. Yeah, fifty-four yes. pairs of shoes. Yeah, they're in. They're so it's in definitely more than a, one or two pairs, as you were hinting at before. Yeah, there, there might be five <laughs> or six towers of stacks on the on the wall. That's unbelievable. So I, here, here I was thinking just before thinking that oh geez, you'd struggle to find shoes, Chaz, <laughs> that'd fit your feet. How wrong I was. Fifty-four mm. pairs. He's got every pair, every shoe's like two of them, but in one's in fourteen, one's in thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Depending on how how much his feet fluctuates during yeah. the day. But that's so like what would you so you got you got a pair for every occasion then, do you? Yeah, it's it's a um, bit of an active effort sometimes to keep them rotated in, keep them feeling yeah, sort of loved yeah. and not dusty. That's they, true. They, they, sure. they collect it. They collect like, it. oh, 55 days later. God, I haven't worn those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you go like one shoe a day and just keep it on a rotation? Um, oh, well, now that I'm working, I can't really put on the sneakers too much. I'm having a, uh, uh, the, uh, the dress shoes a bit too much, which is really killing the, the weekend yes. sneak again. So we have to try and get through two or three pairs a day on the weekend just to keep... That's unbelievable. Three a day. When he gets home, he, he looks forward... The one thing, he, everyone else looks forward to getting home just like unwinding on the couch when they brew a beer. Yeah. Chaz gets home, takes off his leather, black shoes and changes into sneakers. He can't wait for it. So, okay, this, this is going to be a hard question for you, Chaz, now knowing this information about you. But if you had to choose out of all 54 pairs... What would be your favourite out of them all? What would be your go-to pair of shoes that you owned? Okay. Oh, my most tragic pair might be in a glass box. With really? A, with a little key. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Is there a tiny little axe that, you know, break in case of emergency so you can quickly, get, quickly access Quick it? access, yes. So they're, um, Why is it? So continue, sorry. Yeah, no, there's some uh, off-white Air Max 90s. Um, nice, nice. So it's a good shoe. Yes, I mean it's a, it's a good shoe, but I'm still trying to work out why they're in a glass box. So are they, and they're investment, or do you wear them? Oh, they've doubled in value since I bought them. So that's the. So that's it's sort of like a collector's one. item. But... It's it's sort of turned into that. Like it wasn't that wasn't the purpose, but yes, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's made a hundred percent return at this point. So I should. <laughs> so really, I should just buy more shoes. Like that's, that's a, it's a good income. <laughs> steady income. It's, exactly. It's, it's it's exactly people. Some people live off investment properties. Some people live off in, you live off your shoe purchases. <laughs> There's a new this is a bizarre segue though, keep them coming. There's a new show coming to Channel Seven that I've seen. It's all the advert for last night. How to make ten thousand dollars in twenty days. Chaz could just make it in one day selling all fifty four <laughs> pairs of shoes. Oh yeah, it's true. Cool. Far out. Yes. Looking at yeah, trying to move out at the moment and finding a place to store fifty four pairs of shoes is not a 
Where, where do you currently store them? Do you have your own storage facility? Uh, <laughs> well, there's, there's my bed, and then there's yep. my shoes, and then there's the doorway. That's about, <laughs> that's about the room dynamic at the moment. Yeah. No carpet can be seen in mm. your bedroom. No, it's a, it's a hop, hop, skip, and a jump out the door. <laughs> at the moment, you're living at home in the northern suburbs of Fitzroy, is that right? Yeah. The heartland. We'll take it. We'll take the, it. The lion's heartland. I'm loving that. <laughs> One avid listener has, I'm, I'm throwing, I'm not going to throw this person under the bus, but I don't want to be the one credited for this question, but <laughs> you have a long-term girlfriend, Lauren, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, one avid, li- avid listener, as I said, has written in to ask, are you prepared to move out of home and move in with her yet? Wow. This is a heavy wow, question. That's a, that's a big question. <laughs> um, and you are on the airwaves, so it'll be forever recorded, your answer. <laughs> we, we, we actually um, got... A uh, rental application accepted today. There, today, yeah. Oh, there we wow. go. But um, but uh, maybe I will take the credit. For yeah, the yeah. <laughs> aptly timed, AJ. Yeah, but um, we actually declined it in the end. So we're, oh, uh, we're oh, back on the market. Is, um, not enough uh, shoe storage space. That yeah, way. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 what it, that's what it comes down to. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not just do, us. Do you so. specifically when you go on realestate.com, do you specifically look for like those little emblems of, you know, two bathroom emblems, a, a car park emblem, and then like a shoe emblem? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can store my shoes here, it's fine. We're good, lock me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, it's not just us two. We've got uh, Muffin Hooper and uh, Timmy Corns. Oh, nice. As well. so, <laughs> so you got you got a good good sort of a share house vibe. Yeah, that's that's yep. good. That'd be as we painted a bit of a picture tonight, size fourteen shoes, like two hundred centimeters in height. Chaz, fair <laughs> extensions you have. You played netball this evening, a semi final. Please, we haven't even asked you yet, but how did you go? I've been dying to know. Yeah, uh, we had it. We had a good win. Oh. Had a good win. Um, it was uh, six five at quarter time, and uh, got up twenty five eight. So we had a big. Big last three quarters and uh, romped and Huge. So you're into the fi- final next week. Final next week. Um, a few of us are known to a few grand final demons. Uh, oh, really? The Brick, Brick Squad boys <laughs> were, uh, were 0-4 well, and fo- and grannies for a while. Bit of the uh, collie wobbles about the mm-hmm. grand finals. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully we can rid some more demons. After the Brick Squad broke their hoodoo um, yeah. in March. So we could have... So this is your basketball team, the, yes, the Brick Squad. The, the Brick yeah. Squad basketball uh, Yeah. Team, yes. So one one hoodoo broken. Net netball up next. <laughs> netball um, netball's to come. Yeah. So what? Uh, I mean, I mean, I feel silly asking this question. What position would you play? Uh, play goal defence. Goal defence. Yeah. Interesting. So I was thinking you'd be just be a shooter, just plonk you in front of the net, and then you wouldn't even have to like you just almost slam dunk it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, much much like Piercy at the free throw line. No, I, uh, <laughs> I tend I tend to struggle uh, in front of goal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, so everyone would get a bit bored of me missing and rebounding my own shots for like uh, okay. thirty seconds. So we've we've moved Henry into uh, Henry Moore's uh, yep. our, our goal shooter now, mm. um, and uh, I've been sent back to fullback. Fullback, more, more of a Simon Prestiacamo sort of type. That's good. Um, yes. Yeah, classic grand final demons. Prestige Carmo just omitting himself before the big day. Imagine that. Chaz next week. Boys, I'm back on the pod. Omitting myself from the netball yeah, team. I'm not going to play. Our holidaying panellist, Dan Speak. He's inf- a bit of a netball player. Infamously missed an episode to play netball. And we found out only a couple of weeks later that it wasn't for the team because Lloyd informed us that that team no longer exists. Yeah, it wasn't the team that we were thinking yeah, of. Yeah, so did he fill in for your team? 
What, for my team? No, no. Uh, who who is speaking really playing? Who is this netball team speaking Clearly playing not for? talented enough <laughs> exactly. to make Chaz's team. Exactly. If he had any ounce of sporting ability, he would be on Chaz's team. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what we can confirm. <laughs> All right, AJ. I, I, do, I do feel bad because I, it's taken me a couple of days, but happy belated birthday. Thanks, mate. So, when, when, was, was it... When, what, which exact Friday. day? Friday. Friday. You did wish me... Both of you... Did wish me yeah. happy birthday, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't a heartfelt message. It was just a little happy birthday, mate. How you going? But now that I'm in person, I feel like you know I should ask you the question. And how was any sort of highlight? Any highlighted presence um, that came out of the day? Look, th- so birthday was on Friday. Big twenty three. Feel as though birthdays are becoming less important past twenty one. But big twenty three Thursday night was fortunate enough to spend it at the Auburn Hotel with a couple of the cricket boys, the old Trinity cricket boys, watching. Australia England semi final, which obviously mm. didn't go to plan. No, ended up watching that until the early hours of the morning. Woke up early the next morning when dad was jetting off to work, and in his hand was a present. And I was like, Oh, what's this? So I was, wasn't <laughs> expecting a, a present, I had absolutely no idea what it could be. So it was your birthday, and you weren't expecting a present. No, like usually. <laughs> Usually, I get presents, but it's usually I just didn't know what this one was going to be. Like usually, we kind of re like organize what it's going to be, so you know. Oh, okay, you so kind of preempting it, but this one I had absolutely no it idea. Was what sprung it was. up on you, sprung up on me, and and I'm only on like four or five hours sleep. So obviously, because of the cricket finishing late, I'm just not really contemplating what's going on at the moment. And I've gotten up and unwrapped a present, and lo and behold. The, the listeners actually might know what this present is well, because <laughs> we're 15 minutes in. They probably already worked it out. Probably already worked it out. And if and if you're wondering, I know my voice has sounded great for the last 14 <laughs> weeks, but if you've thought in the first 15 minutes, God, AJ sounds good tonight, <laughs> it's because I received a new microphone <laughs> for my birthday. And my God, doesn't it look great? It, it's, it's very slim line. It's, it's, it's probably the slimmest of microphones I've ever seen in my entire life. It looks very slick. And I can't believe you've got yourself <laughs> a professional microphone for your birthday. That's so good. So your parents have, have held the four-quarter time podcast in high esteem to know that no, we're going to... He'll love this for a birthday present. Yeah, well, we can't be only one season in and then just let it die. It's going to be a four or five season effort now. Well, that's a thing. We've got to keep it going so your parents can get the money's worth <laughs> out of that present. Yeah, thanks to Antonio and Shane out there. Shane Big, one of our avid listeners, listens to every app. So he was... I'm sure he'll be impressed that I've mentioned it. Yeah, no, nah, good on good on you guys. It puts our Chaz and my um, Zach sound... Uh, uh, $20 microphones from Amazon to shame. I mean, it's so much better than ours. When this pod gets released, I'm just expecting you to sound very, very crisp and for me and Chaz to sound like a piece of shit. Plenty. Zambian Zaddies. Unbelievable. Ugh. Unbelievable scenes I heard last night. It was it was quite emphatic scenes. Um, now, Zambian Zaddies, to all our listeners out there, they, that is the name of the basketball team that I play for. Lockie Pierce also plays for that team. Uh, Tim Hall, who's also been on the show before, he also plays for that team. Um, yeah, so the Zambian Zaddies, we had a win on the weekend and it was rather unexpected. It was an amazing... You would love this, Chaz, because I know you filled in for us mm-hmm. before. Yeah, um, one game wonder. Yeah, one game wonder. We needed you back. You wore the footy shorts that game, I remember. It was, it was fantastic. Iconic look. <laughs> <laughs> but this game, so we're, we're just painting the picture. We're, I think, second last at the moment. 
which is a bit of a fall from grace because we were grand finalists last year yeah. and we lost on the buzzer and now this season we're, look, we're second last, not, not doing too well. And we're versing the team that are second on the ladder. So a bit of a difference. They're, we've played them before and I think they oh, they may have beaten us the last time we played them. But yeah, they, they were very good. They're very slick. They had this three-point shooter who just hit every single um, shot. So going into the match, we're like, geez, we're a bit of a no chance here. And we didn't have a bench. We were really struggling to find numbers this week because Lockie's, for some reason, taken a holiday off up to no. So he's, not, he's, he's forgotten about the podcast and he's forgotten about the zaddies. Where is his head at? Who knows? Jekyll and Hyde. He's very much <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. Thank you for enlightening me on that saying, AJ. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, because we didn't have a bench, uh, we, didn't ha- we didn't have anyone who could score. And each player, each team needs to provide their own scorer each week. Because we didn't have a scorer, we were automatically hit with a 10-point penalty. 10? Oh. Oh, they only stitch you five in the uh, HBA. So really? Only five? None of Wadding really go after you. Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? 10 <laughs> points. Shocking. I know. Bloody hell. I mean, like it wasn't like there was no one there to score. I mean, they had someone. <laughs> <laughs> there was someone there keeping score. 10 points. So uh, it was so rough. So... The 10 points doesn't get added on until halftime. They're like, give you it until halftime for someone to come and score. So the, the first half, we were up, I can't remember how much we were up by, maybe eight points or something. And then halftime hits, bang, 10 points gets added on to the opposition team. So we were down, So which is annoying because we were on top early. We did not, could not believe how on top early we were. Um, start of the second half, they kept on hitting some shots. This guy I mentioned before hit all these threes. They had a pretty solid lead. Then we just stormed home. It was great team effort, great synergy. Hit two free throws uh, with 30 seconds to go to level the scores. So the scores are level at this stage. They, it was actually a fill-in. So it wasn't a regular oh. player. Zach is his name. Tim's mate from work. He came and filled in and boy. what He's a, a fan of the pod, Zach. Is he? Yeah. Fan of the show. Boy, what a fill-in he was. So shout out to you, Zach. He really saved the game for us. He hit these two clutch as three throws. And none of us could hit free throws in the entire match, by the way. We were missing them all. Enter Zach. Hits these two free points, levels the score. So they have possession with 30 seconds left. And they were like, just like dying the clock down. So they were passing it around and they were waiting for the clock to get to like three or something. So then they could quickly take a shot. So then we didn't have enough time to get a shot. Mm-hmm. The score's level. That's what they're doing. They were passing it around. We were like, oh, geez, like we need a man up here because we need to get possession off them. And we somehow forced a turnover. Like I think I got a hand in, which deflected off Ooh. my hand, which deflected off uh, uh, Swanee's hand which fell to Zach, my boy Zach, got the ball. Not again. And then all of a sudden, Tim Hall, he's running for the fast break. No one's on him. Zach lobs it over to Tim. Tim gets the ball at the top of the key with one second to go, does a layup, thank you very much, sinks the bucket, buzzer goes. Not a warning, the roof explodes. It was unbelievable. (laughs) It was was, was a great win. I wish you guys could have been there. (laughs) It doesn't sound real. Tim Tim never misses going to his right. It's a magical (laughs) right hand. It is... 100%. 100%. I know, exactly. So that's two buzzer beater wins in two weeks. Two in two weeks. It's funny because at halftime, Tim said to us, he's like, guys, I really I really want to win, mostly because PC's not playing and I'm sick of PC saying that he's the only one who can win matches for us. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, Tim's the one who won it for us. Those two have some serious beef. <laughs> it was so funny. After the game, we are celebrating and then a couple of the boys were like, if PC was playing, I don't reckon we would have won. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Kick him while he's down. <laughs> really? And if Dan Speak was playing, you'd have lost by 20. Exactly. <laughs> we wouldn't have been in. Would not have been in with the shot. <laughs>
Now, Chaz, I've just got a message from uh, from a panel member, Lockie Pierce. We're all good friends with him. He's just messaged me in, and he's he's spread it. He's he's passing on a rumor that's flying around. Oh no! This Apparently, is dangerous. this is very 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 <laughs> dangerous. Apparently, as we mentioned, you have a long term uh, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you uh, shake her hand. That's your mode of affection. Mode of affection. That's your go to. <laughs> Apparently, I'm just putting it out there. Apparently, that's your go to. Yep, that's my Damn. standard greeting by reports. Um, that is the most berserk thing I've heard in a very long time. So you deny. So you deny these rumors. Um, yes. Yes, I'll, I'll go. That's what you put it to bed. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying this is it. I'm just. That's why I asked the question. I just. I'm passing the message on. <laughs> That's unreal. <laughs> I'm for it, Chaz. I'm bring back the handshake greeting. I think it's good. It's been arguably the greatest 24 hours in sport ever. I'm not sure if that's one of the biggest calls I've ever made, but I've seen that that sentiment floating around. All no, it is AJ because the doggies had a great eight point eight point win over <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> it's been the greatest twenty four hours, and the Lions won by forty eight. Exactly. It's I mean, what more could you ask for? Wavelength, fellas. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> wavelength is exactly what I was going to say. But of course, we're referencing the ICC Cricket World Cup final, which went down to the first super over in World Cup history between England and New Zealand as well as the fifth set marathon between Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. Boys, did you see any of the games? What did you make of them? Yes, I was uh, into the cricket to start with, so we had a, had a bit of a look at that. Um, but it wasn't looking too good for my um, adopted Kiwis, so mm. we, um, we bailed on that to watch a replay of Federer and Nadal. Um, <laughs> just to just to get in the just to get in the mood um, for the start of the Fed, but um, that's right because Channel Seven had the replay on, didn't they? Yes, yeah, they yeah. had that on beforehand, a little hype track beforehand. Mm. Um, yeah. Got through the first set of that, and it looked like Djokovic was going to win, so I was losing on both fronts. So I'd had enough, <laughs> and I went to bed. Um, yeah, that was that was my that was my effort for now. Yeah, I I didn't stay up watching it. I watched the start of both. I was sort of flicking between both. But AJ, how are you feeling? Are you a bit tired? Yeah, look, fellas. <laughs> you look a bit tired. Yeah. I'm not even going to take offence to that because it, it was one of the uh, one of the latest nights I've had for a long time, probably since schoolies, I reckon. Um, <laughs> Both for different reasons. <laughs> very different reasons. Um, but yeah, as you guys know, I'm a big tennis nuffy, probably biggest bigger tennis fan than footy fan, if that's <laughs> imaginable. But wow. uh, keep it kind of under the wraps because no one really cares about tennis that I know. <laughs> And yeah. Uh, yeah, I was definitely going to stay. I've stayed up the last few nights watching the Wimbledon, as I don't have. I haven't started full time work yet, so I was in for the long haul. Big Roger Federer fan, not a fan of Djokovic either. So rooting for Fed for his ninth Wimbledon title. And after the first set, I was like, oh, I still had faith. And then once it got to one set, I was like, ah, I'm staying up now. I can't, yeah. can't go to bed. Mum's by my side, and five hours later, it's four thirty in the morning. Fed has double championship point on his serve. We thought it's in the bag. You can see everyone in the crowd being like, "Oh my god, one more point!" Yeah. Everyone's just going for Fed, and an hour after that, still an hour after yeah. that, it's still going. Uh. And then he finally loses after these new rules have been brought in. Twelve all in the fifth. You wouldn't tie break. You wouldn't be a fan of these rules. No, nah, not really a fan. 12 yeah. all, like, it just kind of seems an anti-climax yeah. after four and a half hours of tennis, just first to seven wins. Mm. And, of course, Federer, three tie breaks in the match, zero from three. <laughs> loses in 
five. I know. I, it's a bit of an anticlimax, isn't it? Like with, with how it ends in that in, ends in that form. But yeah, I I I didn't start as I said. But I when I was watching the start, I was hoping Federer would get over the line. Djokovic just seems so unlikable, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he just wants to be liked too much, and I think yeah. that's why he's not liked. I think that's the that's the fundamental issue for the man. But yeah, I think there was something in my subconscious while I was asleep, though. I got I got a bit <laughs> I got a bit lucky. So had a, had a nightmare. Or the, no, the the rain's just hit at three o'clock, and I've I've woken up. Yeah, and uh, gone to check the score and um, realised I'm in the midst of a Wimbledon epic and a uh, World Cup final yeah. treat. So. I did actually catch the last, what I thought was going to be half an hour of both, but turned into two hours. So, <laughs> I, oh, so you did watch I did, the I did, I did watch the end. Oh, so, so I you saw, the end. I, oh. I, saw, I lucked out and saw the whole thing. Oh, there you go. And uh, then got up for work um, two hours later. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm geez. very much as uh, dusty as AJ right yeah, so, now. Yeah, you both feel like you've come off like a pretty heavy night. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I, as I said, I didn't watch it, but... The way I found out the result in the morning when I woke up was actually through you, AJ. I'm not sure if you know this because you were putting up Insta stories of uh, both Wimbledon and then the World Cup. And when I woke up, I forgot the World Cup was on and and the tennis because, you know, you're sort of a bit disorientated. So I checked my phone and what I normally do is check Facebook and Instagram and stuff because you have a few notifications so you just look at them. And I was just scrolling through Instagram stories and yours is the first one. And I was like, oh, yeah, Wimbledon and the World Cup was on. I wonder how it went. And I was just watching the stories and it became obvious that Djokovic had won. I was like, okay, Djokovic has won. Thanks, AJ. And then you had the World Cup uh, footage of the last, last ball. ball. And it was so funny watching the, the story you put up because you're filming the TV and uh, New Zealand just don't quite make it back for that run and they get run out. And I just hear your voice go, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a sense of who you were barracking for. Literally just barracked for Fed on this roller coaster of emotion for four and a half hours to change it to the cricket to root for New Zealand so hard. And then to see them lose, not even really lose, they lost on a technicality mm-hmm. because they tied the super over. Yeah. And it just, the fallback is most boundaries hit in the entire tournament. That sucks. How bizarre is that? It's not like, how is that even a thing? Like, really? I'll tell you what makes it even worse is that if last night was a washout, Mm -hmm. it doesn't revert back to that or the latter. It's just a tie and both teams win. (laughs) That sucks. So, New Zealand would have rathered it rain. Yeah. They'd have been better off it raining than them playing like the match of their life. Yeah, true. They'd rather the rain come and Duckworth-Lewis come into play or whatever. But that's Mm -hmm. that's, those rules were annoying. And there was a couple of exciting things because it wasn't in the last over before the Super over they, England ran and then the fielder threw the ball into Ben Stokes's bat and they got more runs or something. It was unbelievable. They ran a two. I've never seen this before. They ran a two and the incoming throw, Ben Stokes, was mm. going to be close. It was going to be close if it was a direct hit run out and he's dived full stretch and he hasn't deliberately impeded the uh, <clears throat> the ball, like yep. the come, incoming ball, and it's hit his bat and deflected for four runs. Oh. So it's added to the two. So because of that... Is pretty essentially yep. why they tie, and it and it turned into a six from what is a tight two, and <laughs> if you, I read an ESPN article today that said, so there's a um, there's a there's a rule uh, deep in the in the cricket uh, law books that if the outfielder throws the ball in before the batsmen have crossed for that second run, that the second run doesn't count plus the four once it hits the bat. So, right. if the umpires were 
quite the stat nerds that they uh, <laughs> pretend to be. They, they might have been aware that it was actually a five and not a six. Right, there you go. So, so on the night, no- so last night they counted six runs, and you're saying actually should have been five runs. And they convened for a good ten minutes. They were all talking about it, and obviously, no one was enough enough of a cricket nuffy to know mm-hmm. that rule. So, so they gave him six runs. So is anything going to happen now about it? Because that rule is a legit rule. So surely that should... Can they look at it back and say... No, nah, not really. Because I guess after that, they knew... Even after six runs, they knew there was a revised target. Yeah, so like true. You can, change it's the not mind. the last ball. Yeah, it's yeah, the change, change, change of events sort of yeah. situation. But. One man that I reckon would have known that rule. Bloody England. Dan Speak. <laughs> <laughs> He's nuffy enough to know that, I reckon. Yeah, he actually would have been all across that. He's over there at the moment. But should yeah, ask he is. What his thoughts were. But talk about England. Talk about your um, your Stephen Bradbury moments. Just crawling yourself over the line. What a what a bizarre way to win a World Cup. All right, Chaz. I briefly mentioned this just before, and AJ, you alluded to it just before. You're saying you couldn't get to sleep last night. You were just so angry and so disgruntled. So, I mean, I feel like an idiot asking you, but it is time for Disgruntled AJ. So, I guess, AJ, what are you disgruntled about this week? Well, boys, during the week, I'm not sure if you saw on Twitter, but for some unknown reason, there was a... I'm not sure what the context of the question behind this survey was, but there was a survey that went out to the public earlier in the week throughout Wimbledon. A bit of a Wimbledon flavor to this episode so far, but... The question was, do you think you'd be able to win a point in tennis, a solitary point against Serena Williams? And the results said 12% of men thought they could and 7% of women thought they could as well, right? And I kind of just want to remove the gender from this argument because it turned into a massive gender debate saying there's so many like sexist men out there who think they can just beat Serena because she's a woman and but I'm going to flip this argument on its head. I'm going to remove Serena out of this. And I'm going to say that not 12% because I think that's a little high. But mm. personally, I think I could easily, easily... <laughs> Here we go. Easily oh, no. win one point against any tennis player in the world. One point. It's just a point. Any Double fault? World. Does that count? You're looking at last <laughs> yeah, night's true. Stats, yeah, right? there, there you go. You got one point. That's what I'm crossing my fingers <laughs> for. That's about all I've got. Federer Djokovic last night. Nine double faults for Djokovic, six for Federer. That's yeah. more than one a set. There you go. You know how many unforced errors Federer made? 62. And they're unforced. It's not like Djokovic <laughs> forced them to make I mean, there is a little bit of a difference. <laughs> there is a little bit of a difference. They are on, they are on the Wimbledon final. I know. But <laughs> a little, pressure, bit, a little bit of tension on, on their right. I feel, like, I feel like when they walk on the court and they see Adrian Johnson on the other side of the net, the pressure probably won't be uh, as high. <laughs> that is true, but... I've got a trusty underarm serve as well that I can whip out. Ah, the curious lob shot. Yeah, the lob shot. And then uh, also, the reason why I take Serena out of this, I'd actually rather verse Federer. Tell you why. Because Serena, you only have 48 possible points because she could win six love, six love. Whereas Federer, you have Uh, three sets. So you have 72 chances. ah, Federer has to win 72 points in a row. Yeah, like yeah, seventy-two in a row. The chances of that—that's never happened in professional sport. Yeah, no one's ever won a game without losing a point. You're, you're not quite a not, professional. I was about against to say, you, it's not professional sport, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> but if you can imagine, if you're serving, if anyone with some tennis ability serves 160, 170 k's an hour, and just serves as hard as they can, Federer can make 
an unforced error. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, he can. I mean, there's no, you can't definitively say he won't. So you're saying law of averages. He's got to stuff up. Averages. He's got to stuff up eventually. Exactly right. <laughs> Playing the odds. I like yeah. it. I'm a stats man. You know me. Poor man's swamp. And <laughs> so, but if I, I mean, I understand your argument. It's a, it's a pretty good argument you raise, but I'm just being devil's advocate here. Let's take double faults out of it. Do you reckon you could hit a winner or, or survive a rally? Against oh, oh. No, I couldn't survive a rally. I feel as though I'd be more likely to win a point on my serve. Yeah, okay. Because like, if <laughs> because my serve is unbelievable. No, <laughs> not that. Ratchet, because... ratchet it up to like 110. <laughs> percent He's just got to hit one. He's got to hit one. He's got a Sam Groth serve. Yeah, literally just got to hit one good serve in the entire time. That's it. Because Federer is going to serve 160, 170 k's in the exact spot every time. Now. <laughs> no chance of returning it. So I'm going to lose every game that he serves to love. Yeah. But all it takes is one good shot. It does. And by law of averages, one good shot is not going to be that hard to come by. So doing the maths there, so you've got nine service games potentially and you're only going for your serve on one side of the court. So <laughs> that's so you've got, what, 36 points. So one side of the court, 18, 18. points. So you've got 36 chances to hit the serve of your life. Yeah. Do you reckon... <laughs> is do that you reckon, enough? Is there a 3% chance of you hitting an ace on Roger Federer? Basically, that is what this comes down to. <laughs> I'm loving this dissecting from Chaz. We debunked my argument here. <laughs> We've got him. This is great from Chaz because neither me, PC or Speaky would have would have dissected this like Chaz has. Well, there we go. There's your disgruntled AJ. And it's got me excited because I... We, are, we, we should make. We should try and make this happen. We need to try and make. We'll get in contact with Fed. Use exactly. Fed a quick buzz and uh, get him we, down. We need to get. We've got, got tennis connections here. Something. Like, we'll see. We'll see. We'll put the feelers out. We'll get AJ and we'll get Fed on the same court and we'll bring our microphones down and we'll live stream and pod the experience and we'll see if AJ can imagine live. That'll be a day. That'll oh. be a day. And AJ's been aced again. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises there. Six love, five love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's yet to win a point. <laughs> Everyone on the edge of their seats. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've enjoyed our international sporting chat so far in the yet, but finally we've reached what we kind of promised the listeners this podcast <laughs> would be about, which is footy. And we, we, prom- ha- we promise them each and every week and it takes us a while to get there. Yeah, but we are finally here. And I want to kind of start off with a bit of a lighthearted story. Earlier last week... We heard friends of the show, Mitch Cleary and Cal Toomey. They're both in our introduction Mm. for those loyal listeners out there who know the media identities at the start. They suggested that one of the Crouch brothers from Adelaide, Matt and Brad, could be used as trade bait. And we're not going to debate that because it's kind of old news, but kind of reminded me Mm. about these twins that we know from school, the Mueller twins, Louis and Marto. Shout out to them. I mean, I thought you weren't going to mention any names, but okay, fair enough. Nah, we're about... They'll they'll enjoy the shout-out. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of complimentary, really. Yeah, Yeah. certainly. But because the commentary around the Crouch Brothers was, oh, there's two of them. I thought there was just one. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was the same bloke. Same bloke. And uh, that reminded me when both Mueller's tried out for the Oakley, the TAC Cup team, Oakley Chargers, and both of them were out there running around and there was a scout on the uh, on the boundary line for this particular game. Yeah. And obviously this was the stage where both of them had long hair and you couldn't really tell them apart. 
and only the kind only the few people that could tell them apart if that if they play been playing cricket with them so that wasn't a lot of people really so they're both long hair Marto louis looking very similar long story short about four weeks after this infamous game where louis and martin had practiced for oakley charges four weeks after this infamous game louis receives a letter in the mail inviting him inviting him can you believe it to an oakley charges official training session and not Marto. Not Marto. And Marto felt hard done by. But, but what we soon found out in the later months was that this scout that was at this game thought there was only one Mueller. <laughs> you, see, you, see, you get like, I can imagine like one Marto hand passing it to Louis and the scout that's like doing a double take going, hang on a second. Two touches. God, he's quick. <laughs> 45 disposals later. Yeah, wow. Nick Nat. Oh. How is he? Nick Nat, look, I said controversially on the pod a few weeks ago, we went through wasted talents, and I didn't <laughs> didn't say Nick Nat was a wasted talent, but I did say if he didn't get his body right, he could become a wasted talent. And it's with... Um, it's with... Uh, in un- unfortunate circumstances, I bring the news that Nick Nat will miss the next five to six weeks with syndemosis. Yeah, jeez, it's five to six weeks I and mean, how long had he been back for only a couple of weeks three yeah three two weeks or three? two or three two two and a half because he played that no, yeah, yeah, fair. pretty much I don't know two or three but not yeah. many so he's already missing more games than he's played and, it, and he was looking really good the games like when he came back like people were thinking I wonder how, if it will take him some time to get in the swing of it but his you know below knee level pickups were like outstanding in the wet as well in the derby so that's a big blow. Half half time, he was uh, in what fifty percent game time. He was neck and neck stat wise with Grundy. So yeah. he's playing against arguably the best ruck in the comp, and well and truly taking it up to him until uh, things went a bit pear shaped for the bloke. Mm. So hopefully he can come up for finals. I mean, they'll be right. Mm. That's what he tried what, last year, and uh, was ACL part mm. two. So that's right. He's yeah. had a, he's had a tough run. Great. Poor Nick Nat. Um, yeah. I, I tried not to take it out on players that are injured that lose that that don't fulfill their potential because of the injury if they're healthy and they don't do anything or then i then yeah. i jump on them but that's i feel, good, yeah. I feel a bit sorry for poor old nigga. yeah that's a good it's a good point to take meanwhile aj waste of talent yeah. <laughs> Mate, i've just got a bit of sympathy for the big yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they tend to fall apart at the joints <laughs> i know what i'm 22 and i've got more tape on me playing footy than anything else so ankle ankle to thigh on yeah. one leg now, AJ, don't tell me this is the third week in a row you went to the footy by yourself. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about that for so long. You kept me hanging then. I thought, oh, here we go. You've changed your ways. But okay, so how was it then? I found another positive out of the week. Last week... You're clutching you said, straws here, mate. Last, week, last week's show, you said, I struggled to convince you. But this week, there were 46,000 people at, Eddie, at Marvel Stadium, yeah. which I thought was a fantastic effort for the Essendon North game. But when you go by yourself, you get all... All members get a text message. I'm not sure if you guys do, but from Essendon, if it's going to be a busy... Yeah, you guys, Lions and Dogs probably don't fill out stadiums. Oh, no, nah, uh, I was about to say, we're, I'm not on that level with the Dogs. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know a sellout. What, what is a sellout at this point? But when really. it's close to capacity, you get a text message saying, oh, recommended to upgrade to a reserve seat. So I thought, oh, I'll just check, you know... It's one, a money-making scheme. One is. ticket, you know, how much could it cost? 
$54. Yeah, it's a money-making scheme. When I'm already paying $120 for a membership, as if I'm going to pay $54 on top when I can just scan my card in. And what has stopped me from doing this is because, like, I don't have to... General admission, there's going to be plenty of one seats by themselves. I'm just going to oh, buy myself. Right. So I just rock up 40 minutes, 40 minutes before the bounce. And sure enough, in the front row of general admission on the third level on the wing, there's just a seat by itself. And I just like <laughs> signal to the guys next to the seat, oh, is that one taken? No, nah, no one's there. You can come over. Just plonk myself in between these two groups of people <laughs> by myself. So you were in, right in between two groups of people. Did yeah. they not look at you and think, yeah. this is weird? Did they think you're a bit odd? Like, <laughs> did you get looks throughout the game or did you get always... I think I cop a couple yeah, did, of looks did they, did they say, this seat isn't taken, but we don't want you sitting here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they, from- they just put a scarf on the seat yeah. as you walk over. It's one from a bag, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I endured another tense Essendon win. And seriously, Essendon membership, speaking of Essendon memberships, they should come with health insurance but because... because <laughs> My God, the last few weeks, Sydney by 10 points. GWS, hooker, mm. winning goal with a minute to go. Five-point win. And on the weekend, Tipper Woody. Oh, Magical. Playing 17 footy. seconds to go. Oh, I wanted that song on. <laughs> no joke, they played. If you haven't, listeners out there, if you haven't heard the Anthony McDonald Tipper Woody song, <laughs> just search Anthony McDonald Tipper Woody playing footy song <laughs> on Google. Have you not heard it? I have not heard it. That sounds, oh, has, that it sounds iconic. Is this the first time you've heard that the songs even, even exist? Oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know it was oh. a thing. Oh, it no, came no. on at halftime. As Did mid, it? You know how they have the players' playlists on yeah, halftime? Say, Mitch yeah. Brown's players playlist at marvel was anthony <laughs> mcdonald's super woody playing footy oh it's a great song and it's gone viral Chaz. i can't believe you well eddie i'll briefly mention eddie came back to melbourne this week um and he went and saw that band play live no way he did yeah and, he, and, he, and they played unreal. and they played the tip of woody song and he said everyone went off and they loved it Jack, I'm sure you have this bloke in your Supercoach team. I know I do. Chaz, I'm pretty sure you do as well. We all, all three of us do, and he pumped out 202 points on the weekend. The highest, the second highest score of the year behind Stephen Canelio. 39 touches, 15 tackles and two goals. My mm. God, you can't have much of a better game than that. Josh Dunkley. Josh Dunkley, love him, but AJ, sadly, I do not have a Oh, you are genuinely I just kidding. assumed the Bulldogs Nuffy oh, in the room man. would have the Bulldogs number I, one player I, uh, in Supercoach. I came to a crossroads moment a couple of weeks ago where I could have got Dunkley or Walters because I had to down because I had to downgrade Oh brother. Because <laughs> I had to downgrade another rookie and it was it, in the end I, it was it was either Dunkley or a really bad rookie who wouldn't play much, many games, or it was Walters and a pretty good rookie who would get consistent games and make cash for me. So I went for the conservative option, and I went for Walters and the not so bad rookie. I forgot who the rookie is now, but but boy, am I uh, regretting that. Oh boy. Yeah, I that would have broke the bad. bank for Dunkley, and it would have been worth it. Mm. It would have been worth breaking the bank for him. So, 
But no, he's a gun, Josh Dunkley. I was, I was at the game on Sunday, the Dogs D's game, and Dunkley was just everywhere. And it was funny because his brother Josh, uh, no, his brother Kyle was playing for Melbourne, and Kyle kicked his first goal, and Josh was on the mark when, when he yeah, kicked funny. it. Yeah. It's, so a cute, it's a cute moment for him. It would have been, he would have yeah. been hoping he kicked it surely, yeah. or he would have had the best intel to sledge yeah. that guy you have ever seen. <laughs> well, he said something. I'd love to know what he actually said because you could see him. You could see that he said something. So it would have been classic. Just a last minute. I really hope you kick this, bro. <laughs> yeah. The Michael Voss. My dad slept with your oh, yeah. That's my conscience. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> Chaz, I'm very excited you're on this podcast tonight because listeners know this. You know this. I love Brisbane. They're probably my second team. They've been my second team for a while and no one else on the pod gets around Brisbane when I bring up. Have you noticed this, Chaz? Yeah, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed having a little Brisbane voice uh, yeah. representing me for what... 13 weeks until I could... Uh, exactly, yeah, I'm a, cl- a closet lion's here. But when I bring it up, you guys, AJ, like, you guys don't really get around it as I much think, as I do. I think people actually out there don't... I think people out there think you are a Lions <laughs> fan. <laughs> because if we revert back to Jack Winter, who was our... Uh, substitute panellist last week, he came on for his debut. Mm. In his application, he photoshopped my head onto an Essendon Guernsey, Lockie's head onto a Richmond Guernsey, <laughs> Speaky's head onto an Adelaide Guernsey, and which Guernsey did he put plant his head on? A Brisbane Lions one. <laughs> I'm so proud. I am <laughs> genuinely proud of him. <laughs> I mean, I was shocked when I saw it. it was a... Actually, I wasn't even that shocked. It took me a while to realise, like, hang on a second, that's a Brisbane <laughs> <laughs> It was quite funny. But it brings me to this to ask you, Chaz. Brisbane, are they going to win the flag? I'd love to say yes. <laughs> um, What's after, on- after, what, 11 years of no finals and turmoil, you really don't believe in your side, to be honest. <laughs> so I don't think I've, I think I've barely tipped them this year. So my tipping's down the drain. It's, 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 a, it's a tough thing to entertain, thinking about winning flags because it leaves yourself open and get your heart broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we in the last four years we'd won seventeen games. Yeah, jeez. And this year four we've years. won eleven. So the it's, the, a, it's a bit of a di- difference, isn't I it? I don't know what that sort of trajectory is really about. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> no, the mighty man Fags has it all sorted, oh, and um, yeah, well, we're really going well at the moment. Um, yeah. Those two big wins on the road um, against GWS and Port were really, really huge because yeah. it was looking a bit dicey after we lost to Carlton, um, yes. which wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um, so that that's what that's what keeps me uh, in check a little bit. But the, yeah. the dogs and the Lions have both lost to Carlton Planning. Oh, I know. We're, we've lost to Gold Coast as well. So the dogs beat the Lions, and too. we beat Brisbane. So who bloody <laughs> knows, really, with this season? So yeah, it's it's a funny game. Enough is in the bag. Or stock is attached. Head is mighty black. Got the boosters black and match. All right, Chaz. If I were to ask you, <laughs> what is your favorite segment of the Four Quarter Time podcast? What would your answer be? It's got to be Nuffy the Week. Yeah. <laughs> that was not planned at all. I had no idea what Chaz was going to say. No conspiracy at all. <laughs> no conspiracy. Well, you'll be pleased to know, Chaz, it is now time for Nuffy of the Week. At least you didn't ask him. Are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> so it is time for Nuffy of the Week. Now, 
AJ, I'm pretty sure you would have come across this because I reckon you would have watched every single second of the Wimbledon tournament. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Just glued in front of the TV. Well, two weeks of sport. Wow. Oh, the grin on your face right now. <laughs> he said it's over. Uh, I'm just counting down the days for the US Open. So, enough of the week. It's going to be a bit quicker this week because there aren't. There isn't an honourable mention. I'm going straight to the main feast just so we can indulge and enjoy it as much as we can. Wimbledon tennis. It draws a lot of big names. A lot of people go to the tennis, particularly Wimbledon, because it's it seemed to be like the the Grand Slam you most want to win. French Open, no one really gives a shit about French Open. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nadal's uh, titles don't count. Exactly. They're, they're rubbish. You know, Nadal, no one's going to beat you, mate. French Open's like the JLT Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it is, because it's the lead up into the Wimbledon, you know? <laughs> Didn't Kira say French Open sucks or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. He's Hollywood superstar, one of my favourite actors. Um, favourite movie that, he's, that he was in um, is Anger Management. And it's not his most famous movie, but he plays he plays a good he plays a good he plays a very underrated uh, a character in that one. So go watch Anger Management. Anyway, Woody Harrelson he wouldn't go to French Open. Nah, God no. There's no way he'd go to French Open, but he would go to Wimbledon, and he did. This is oh. a fact. He went to Wimbledon, Woody Harrelson, and boy did he love it. But I think he enjoyed himself a little too <laughs> much because you know in the tennis, as you know this, um, you can't particularly if the game's on centre court, you can't just go in and out of your seat like you would at the footy. You have to sort of wait. Is it between each game or...? No, so every change of ends. Right, okay. So, really? so like, you change the ends at game three, game five, game seven. Yeah, okay. So, and it's worse at the start of a set because they don't actually let you come back in after the first game when they change ends. They wait three games. Oh, okay. So that's why, that was where the three, three came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. So yeah, it's every three games. So Woody Harrelson, he had clearly been enjoying himself throughout the day. He had a couple of Chardonnays or whatever. It, it, whatever. The orange juices. A lot the or- of the orange juices. A lot of the orange juices. <laughs> and he got a bit thirsty, so he ducked out to get another one or whatever he was drinking just thinking that he could just come back in and he came back to the aisle where he could, where his seat was and there was not a security guard but the usher person there was just standing there going sorry sorry I don't care who you are I don't care how I don't care how good anger management was <laughs> Shaz is having a me <laughs> you've had the opportunity to turn this phone on it's the computer <laughs> the computer that is well, I thought I had to have the volume on Matt and Chaz you are never coming back <laughs> I'm gone <laughs> You have to wait till the end of the set. And it took Woody Harrelson by surprise. And just by looking at his face, you could tell he didn't understand what the hell... I don't think he knew where he was. To be, I think I just think he was at his house. Like he, did, he, he was that far gone, I think. He just didn't know where he was. And he fell down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen... So you were telling me about this. So he fell down the stairs. He's, he's trying to get back in. And the guy, the usher's like, no, mate you got to wait for the next game. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he, he, he takes a backward step, misses the step, and just catches onto the railing before he falls over. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> and for the rest of the game, every time something happened, they would just reference Woody. Get the camera on Woody. Get the camera on Woody. And then there was one time, please enlighten us, Planny, of when someone got hit. Oh, there was this... There, there was a really long rally, wasn't there? And then one of the players got hit either in the 
balls or the stomach or like the nether region. So it was a bit of a humorous moment. So they automatically pan the ca- the camera to Woody Harrelson, and it's like a close up of his face, and his face is just in shock, in disbelief as to what he's just seen. His face has not moved. His <laughs> mouth is just open. His wide, eyes are wide open. So he's it's like, he's still trying to work out where he is. He doesn't know he's actually at the. I tell you what, it reminded me of that infamous Lee Matthews moment when he just looks. <laughs> Dead in the crowd. When he's a corpse. Yeah, the corpse. Exactly what Woody Harrison was at that exact moment. Well, I mean, it is, as we, as you guys would know, it's a bit of a visual nuff here this week. You have to look at the footage. But I'll, I'll, play you, I'll, play, I'll play you the commentary of what the commentators thought of when Woody Harrelson got knocked back from going back to his seat. It's Woody Harrelson trying to get back in, getting told by the security guard you can't get in until after the time. And he's not happy about it. Get back down there with all these jokes. Sneak up, yeah. sneak around and look at Look in. Look at his face. He's not happy. Maybe he got himself a Pims. <laughs> Hopefully he got a Stella and he could send one our way. Oh, classic. The best is the word. He, he, he realised that there's no chance he's getting back in. So he just like takes a really disgruntled sip of his Pims. <laughs> Boys, I couldn't tell you when the last time this segment featured on an episode it's been a while it's not really our favorite episode it's not really our it's not particularly our favorite segment because usually we come unprepared we can't choose a topic but this week with the inclusion of Chaz he's come up with it may be a bit conflict of interest as he is competing in this topic and he's chosen it but (laughs) yeah I'm, I'm I agree with that convince me why he's back and it's Chaz v. Jack. The topic today is physical targeting of star players is okay. Chaz is on the negative side and Jack is on the affirmative side. So Jack's going to kick us off and Jack is going to convince me why t- physical targeting of star players... And obviously, this is off the back of Nat Fife and Lockie Neal both being targeted on the weekend in specific examples. But Jack... Without further ado, convince me why physical targeting of star players should be allowed. Can I say, I'm so glad this segment's back. I mean, I don't know, you're talking, I don't know why you had it. I love this. This is great. This is a chance for me to just, just go on and on, do what I do best. So, as you said, yes, bring it back. But as I've said previously on previous topics, I don't think this topic goes far enough. It's a good idea, but I don't like the idea of players doing the sniping. I think they've got enough to think about these days when they're on the field. What I want to see, though, is someone to come off the bench. Now, this person won't be a runner. It won't be a trainer. It will be the team's specialist sniper. <laughs> and he's not a player either. Okay, so he's a team's specialist sniper. And he, instead of wearing like the fluoro, what the runners wear, he wears camo gear. <laughs> Army-inspired sniper. And the coach can deploy this man at any stage of the match and he can direct him to take out any player that he chooses. And that can, he can only be deployed once. Once and once only. Imagine but imagine how good that would be. Imagine if you were, at the, a ground, you were at a stadium, you were at a football ground, and all of a sudden you see a man in camo gear come off the bench, and you'd be like, here we go. Who's it going to be? The sniper's out. The coach has deployed the sniper. Who's he going to target? And then just, there'd be it'd be a collective like like rush of adrenaline, I reckon, through the crowd. And this and the sniper can 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 take him out. He can give him a bit of a touch up. He can even just give. He can just be a few verbal sledges. That's all he can do sometimes. So he can be used in multiple ways. I just reckon that'd be 
a sight to see. <laughs> well, Jack's taken an intriguing route <laughs> in convincing me why I don't mind it, though. I'm very, not a straightforward person, AJ. You know this. <laughs> very left field, but I like it. Now, Chaz, over to you. Negative side. Physical. Why physical targeting of star players should not be allowed? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've got a little test here because I've sort oh, of. Uh, I'm not good at tests. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. There's a test for myself oh, because okay. I've really, I've really believed your uh, story, and you've, you've sort of convinced me why. Oh, this, geez, is, this, this is my first problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on your side to begin with. <laughs> that was your first problem, and your second problem was admitting that yeah. to the judge. Oh, yeah, mate. We're, we're all ends up over here. But in uh, one of the all-time great scramble cases, um, so Lockie Neal's one of my one of my favourite players. One of your boys. One of my boys, and I feel like we need to look after it. We need to, we need to help getting through the, getting through the match with some support that goes beyond his teammates. Because if you if you heard anything of um, if you heard anything that Ross Lyon said in his presser after the uh, Hawthorne Freo game, he's just about gone far enough to give his players the all clear to take out Hawthorne players that are going after five. <laughs> so this is an escalating issue, and it could turn quite ugly. Now, whether you like or dislike <laughs> the ugliness, now that's now that's the problem. Um, but the AFL is a family game. <laughs> <laughs> the mouthpiece of Gil McLaughlin over here. <laughs> My main man, Gil. We had, a, we had a good chat before I came here tonight, and you just figured that I really need to get some positive press out about this. Um, but anyway, we need to present a uh, form of the game that's accessible to all mm. and uh, doesn't turn any um, families, family members, younger family members, doesn't set a bad example for the kids um, because we certainly won't, don't want them or they're otherwise uh, involved and overly involved fathers on a Sunday at footy getting too involved either. <laughs> and that tangent is <laughs> how I will end my absolute tragic attempt to convince me. No, I like it, Chase. You're getting the hang of it. It's good. <laughs> Look, two very convincing arguments, I must admit. But my... As I am the only judge today, I have here the deciding vote... Chaz makes some good points saying that we don't want it to become a, fa- a violent game. It's a family game, obviously, and we have to bear that in mind. But with the addition of a sniper rule, <laughs> it actually... I love it so much. It actually is <laughs> so on board, this rule. It actually, yeah, it's it's just like one-up the sub rule. It's just it like, actually is. It's so much better than the sub rule. It's great. And it actually may reduce overall violence because you can imagine... That's the thing. Instead of Robbo being like... Oh, I'm gonna Mitch Robinson, obviously quality sniper. Same with Ben Cunnington being fired <laughs> six times this year for sniping. Yeah, you can imagine those blokes. Next time they go to punch a stomach punch or gut punch someone, they'll be like, "Hang on, I don't need to do this That's anymore." It's, it's one less thing to worry about. I don't have to do this anymore. We have our resident <laughs> sniper on the bench in camo gear, ready to ready to do that for exactly. us. Exactly, it, it centralizes the violence. It really does. It just <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. And because of centralised violence, that is why <laughs> Jack Plans is winning yes, convincingly Unbelievable. Why. He can't win a quiz, but my God, <laughs> he can convince me why. Jeez, it's taken me, what, four attempts of convince me why, probably, and I've finally convinced someone why. Chaz, you said off air, your heart was beating out of your chest, you were nervous, it's all said and done now, your debut's out of the way, how have you felt you've gone? 
Um, I'll, I'll give Planny a quick shout out because he gives out a very nice, easy laugh. So <laughs> he really helps to build your confidence Case early. In point. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> You're just a funny man, Chaz. So, I can't help it. <laughs> so he, he pumps your tires up nice and early, and um, so I think I think um, there's a fair bit of garbage I've talked throughout, but um, I think that's part and parcel of uh, the four QT sort of setup. The more garbage you talk, the better it goes. I, I tend to find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more chit chat. <laughs> Um, but no, no, I've, I've, I've uh, really enjoyed being uh, being on the podcast. I've enjoyed it as well, Chaz. You've done very well. You said it looks a bit Dare I say, could be one of our best guests we've ever had. Could be. Could be. I'll have to let the fans decide that one. I know. The, fan, the fans will tell us, don't you worry. <laughs> they definitely will. They've come in from all areas to give us their feedback on the past three <laughs> three panelists that's for sure <laughs> as soon as we change things up god the fans jump down our throats yeah they like consistency us, don't they they tell us what to do but um <laughs> we don't really care here on 4Q <laughs> well, exactly. we said this before we are not the podcast with the people so <laughs> <laughs> no we're not why do you guys listen to us yeah <laughs> <laughs> planning AJ what an ep thank you Love the Nuffy of the Week this week. Oh, thanks, memorable. This has been a memorable episode for me because I still can't believe I won. I, I can't believe I convinced you why. I know. Neither can I, really. You, you can't win a <laughs> It's quiz. only because Lockie's not. If Lockie was here, he just would have voted for Chaz. Just and then it would have been a dead heat and then <laughs> it would have been the most boundaries between you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your best singer of the nah, series, AJ. Well <laughs> thanks for listening. Remember to follow us and tweet us on four quarter time underscore EP. Jack's finally got around his first tweet. Yes. Today. I, I sent out the first tweet on the four quarter time podcast. Stranger things slash Bulldogs related. So you'll enjoy it out there. Very funny. Check it out. Who have we got next week? I think it's just the trio of Lockie's back from Noosa. Lockie's back and it just could just be us. Speaky is almost back. He's yeah. oh there's some there'd be listeners out there thinking, Oh geez, when's the The Forgotten Voice? When's Boot Scootin' coming back? Yeah. He's so, his nuffiness. I don't know whether I don't know whether Europe's affected his nuffiness and his foot fetish, but could yeah, could have made it worse. Stay tuned and thank you once again.